0: We're beginning with the end of Daflamit Aleph. Today is Lamed Base of Teirer. We're in Parshish Miketz. And the Mind had just been discussing how there's so many levels of uh, energy that go lower and lower as it comes down, but that's all just uh, right from Hashem and Hashem's really beyond. Now it continues... That before, Martin Torah, before the giving of the Torah, so then Hashem was just sustaining the world with his kindness without them having to do anything to deserve it. But now, after the giving of the Torah, we have the power and we have a method that we can elicit that energy to keep the world going. And that is through our Torah mitzvahs. And through the Torah mitzvahs, that's how... Uh, we refine the world and the mitzvahs are the mitzv- so therefore uh, our method to, to refine, to find those 288 sparks that are lost within the physical. And like we see this idea that when we eat and we have pleasure from, from that, so the food either comes from the earth or it comes from something that comes from the earth. So either we're eating uh, vegetables, fruit, etc., grain, or we're eating meat, and if we're eating meat, those animals ate from the earth. So it all comes from the earth, and similarly, even the higher worlds rely on the terim that we do in this physical world, which is like the earth from which everything grows. Now the Pasuk says in Mishle, that's batrema mecha, komet, and it will lift you up. What does this Pasuk mean? So Hasidus explains that it's referring to Combing Torah, when we try to work out where each halacha applies, in Torah you have many different principles, and sometimes they can be at loggerheads. You have to explain that this applies over here and that applies over there. So that is the combing of Torah, and when we do that, atreimam then it lifts the person learning Torah, and that's because. Uh, Torah is, like we said before, it's Hashem's wonders and Hashem's thought because it's uh, something wondrous. It's uh, Hashem's desire, which is beyond all worlds. And that's what Dovin meant when he said, "My How great are your works, Hashem. How deep are your thoughts. What do we mean when we say Hashem is great? So, for Hashem's essence, we would have no idea. When Hashem gets involved and enlivens the world, then we see Hashem's greatness. So, it's actually an act of humility when we see, when we praise Hashem as being great. It's his going down in order to get involved. It's like, uh, let's say a parent gets involved in uh, the child is building something with building blocks uh, with Lego, and the child says, Wow, you're so talented. So the parent had to get involved in something small in order to the child to say, wow, you're so talented. Uh, of course, that's not the, child, the parent's intention. But we say, my God, only about Hashem getting involved in, in, in creation. And if that is the case, that one little drop of energy, which is essentially meaningless compared to Hashem, enlivens all the world, then certainly Hashem in himself, in his thought for himself, thought is where you reveal yourself to yourself, speech is where you reveal yourself to others. So in Hashem's thought, which is his self-expression for himself, then it's certainly very deep. So when we learn Torah, we do mitzvahs, so and then we connect to this uh, drop of highest uh, this drop of vitality of uh, Hashem's light and life force, which, uh, which gives the world more than it would from the regular mode that it receives as part of creation. And that is what David was saying when he said that Torah is like songs. He's saying, this is so amazing. This is the real thing. It's the only thing that matters and one drop of Tara can give something beyond. It can enliven the entire world. And therefore, what else should we be involved in? What else should we care about and get excited about? But Tara? and that looks like songs. However, although he meant it as a compliment, and he was so excited about Taira, but still he missed out something integral. And that is that terror is not just about giving chai to the world. It's not just about energizing the world and the fact that the whole world relies on terra That's true, but that's not it. And really, Terra has much more. terra is Hashem's thought for itself. And uh, like the Apostle says, uh, that uh, terra is wondrous and it's not just our pleasure and, and something we're excited about. It's something that Hashem is excited about in the marshal we gave before let's say a parent would be building uh, would you know would be uh, let's say uh, an a parent is uh, building a map of something or an architect who's drawing architectural pictures and um, the child might say well wow, you know you, you you included so many colors or you made the line so straight or something like that and really there's a lot more depth happening here In the picture the parents making, they don't even realize. So if if you'd praise them just, oh well, you made the lines very straight, that would actually be derogatory, would be a sign that you don't get what's really happening here. And, And that was the issue with David. So now that's that now. Why did David talk about this? Because David was in a difficult situation, he was being hunted and Uh, he had enemies the only way how can he uh, like kabbalah says sweeten the gvuras how can he sweeten the din uh from his uh, enemies and his uh, opponents it was through talking about how their highest their energy and the energy of the entire world and all worlds is all from one drop of tarah from hashem And that would nullify them completely because their whole energy comes from Hashem. And one drop of Torah is uh, more than the entire world by itself. And this is also, this strategy of David is also what the Gemara means. We quoted a Gemara yesterday, which says that uh, when you have enemies, get up early, and uh, stay late in the base medrash, and they'll just wither away, they'll disappear. So, what does this mean? So, hash game means that, that you've, you, you're you elevating beyond that through terror, you're elevating to the source of their highest of their energy and vitality, and therefore they wither away, they're like nothing, they can't disturb you. And then, vihar, even stay later means this uh, staying late and into the night. Being after them means to be humble. So through this mix of terror, which is which a uh, drop of terror is like uh, greater than their the their enemy's whole uh, existence, the source of their existence. And then together with bitter, with humility. So this, uh, this is the two-pronged strategy to take care of any uh, opposition and any problems. And then... The bad just uh, falls away. Whatever is good is elevated and refined. Whatever is bad just falls away and turns to nothing. And uh, like Yeshaya says, that uh, that they'll be like nothing. they'll be destroyed. Ancheri the people are quarreling with you. But although David meant well, and although David was in need of this, uh, he had to uh, link into the the Idea that Torah is the highest of all worlds, it enlightens all the worlds, but still, that's not it. And he should have noted that Torah is really not just our excitement and our pleasure, but it's Hashem's pleasure and what Hashem cares about for himself. Now, we say that, uh, yes, the passage says in the in Tehillim, and we say in Davening, it's Kufmentes and Halukas. So the Yid and the Jewish people are happy. We rejoice in our creator giving us this opportunity to connect to something beyond. And this removes any disturbance and any opposition because you're calling out you're calling out the the opposition for what it truly is. It's truly just a result, something coming out of Hashem's light. But when a person is not conscious of this and uh, this how terror is the whole excitement and the whole uh, simple of the worlds pleasure of the worlds. So then we then we can get to a stage and where it's ne- a negative stage of ahimikate, So the parish begins that it was at the end of two years, meaning that he's ended this uh, sense of. Um, of a pleasure and excitement in Torah and then when that happens when he he's not excited and uh, ha- rejoicing in Torah so then Pari dreams what does that mean Pari means revelation of godliness although there's revelation of godliness still he's dreaming that he gets excited when he davens but it's only a sort of trace of that excitement we we mentioned before without explaining in in ye- uh, yesterday about the how Torah has the letters then you have the uh the crowns over the letters then the nakutas the vowels which are not written in the Torah at all and then beyond that even is the time in the trap the songs the melody that you have of how to read the Torah. So now when you have this sort of a base excitement, but it doesn't really permeate you, so that's at the level of Nakura, it's the kudos, the vows, because anything which is not clearly written into the Torah, the between the lines is deeper is greater than what's actually written in the lines because it's sort of too great to come into the actual words so the kudas are even greater than the words but there's still these points of connection points of pleasure whereas the time in the the, uh, the the songs the melody that you read ter- with which you read tarah so that is the highest level so when it's n- not a re- when a person doesn't really take in that is Hashem's pleasure and 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 ter- and, and like we said also that is the, ha- the energy of all worlds, so then he only has the nakudas. Uh, but when he uh, really has a this uh, feeling, this sense of uh, delight and terra pleasures and and connection to Hashem, uh, it just permeates him. So then that's the level of trap of the the uh, melody of of ter- uh, so the and of course that's what we uh, want to to achieve. Now the apostle uh, continues. What did Paris see in his dreams? There was these uh, cows. Uh, this a Paris standing by the river, and he sees the seven cows. So seven cows refers to the seven midas the seven emotions. Now we have our natural emotions and uh what we want is to align them to bring them over so that they should uh they should uh, be totally aligned and uh and reflective of the Midas of the initially kiss but But then sometimes what happens is that the seven fat cows get swallowed by the seven thin cows and they're not noticeable anymore. That uh, after davening, this feeling of excitement for Hashem and for Torah, it may dissipate. And he doesn't have any more this passionate ava of a year, this uh, love and reverence of Hashem. But if he reaches level of the the time in the trap, the melody yeah. of the Torah. So then, it will stay even afterwards. Uh, like the uh, Gemara says that if someone learns Torah at night then he has a this chutzah chesed, this uh, pillar of uh, of uh, grace over him during the day, that this uh, this is a gift from Hashem. This uh, extra avah, this extra love, more than what the person uh, worked up through his own meditation and reflection. And uh, from there, uh, from there, we we get uh, beyond uh, beyond the, uh, the the problem of the, uh, the the river and the seven skinny cows swallowing the seven fat cows. Because when it's it's really through and through, then the midas always aligns with kedusha. And this this concludes the mimer. So the in short, the uh, the fact that we're getting the end, the and uh, Pari's dreaming, and there's the seven thin cows, meaning the emo- emotions separated from from holiness, are swelling the fat cows. It's all it's all because we don't realize. And we don't in it doesn't totally permeate us. Uh, this these uh, twin ideas of first of all being so excited about Tzeir and excited about connection to Hashem, and together with the bit accompanying Bittul uh, self nullification and when the uh, this excitement is only superficial then it can go away afterwards whereas when we really connect it in a deep way so then it doesn't go away even afterwards this concludes the mimer we will continue with now with the next mimer which is a mimer about hanukkah and then even start a third mimer so the next mimer uh, begins with Inyan hanukkah doesn't begin with a quote so the Maima asks, why with Hanukkah uh, did we do we commemorate it through uh, can, through candles, through lighting uh, lamps, with unlike let's say with Pesach or with uh, Purim that there you yeah, have f- more physical ways of uh, commemorating it with Pesach Eid, matzah and with Purim and there's days of uh, feasting and re- and rejoicing because in Purim and Pesach the problem was physical with Purim we were in in danger of annihilation with Pesach we were slaves and therefore the commemoration is also more physical on the other hand Hanukkah we were still in our land we were still safe and healthy as long as we accepted Greek culture. And the goal was only to fight against us, a spiritual battle to make us, like we say in Balanissim, to make us forget the Torah and and, uh, move us away from Hashem's uh, the, the, the that he desires. And therefore the way to commemorate that is through something that although physical is the closest we have to spirituality, that is the light's. Because the Pasek says in Mishle, that the Mitzvah is like a lamp and Tera is like light. And then it continues with, the path of life is, uh, is uh, guiding rebuke. So we need to explain this Pasek. And in particular, what is this path? It says the path of life is, uh, is rebuke, is tochas, musar. What path could there be besides tarim that we already referred to in the beginning of the process? So the concept is that nair, the lamp, a lamp is so-called uh, so because it's, it's, it's something that holds fuel for a fire. Now, let's talk about oil. So if you put fire into oil, the fire will, get, uh, will uh, go out. The oil will put it out. But if it's near oil and there's a wick which connects the fire to the oil, then it will burn. So this is uh, similar to a mitzvah, that the mitzvah is, is Hashem's will. But we have no idea. The mitzvah doesn't come with an explanation necessarily. We, we, we can't uh, grasp it. We can't really grasp it. But what we, what we can do is action it. And when we do that... So then the next stage is, so we've got Nermitzvah, and then Tera ter- is the actual light, uh, which, uh, the, where, the, where, where the details are explained and revealed. And then we do understand. So let's talk about it practically in Avedis Hashem. So the Pasuk says, and talks about lighting the Mineran in the base of and it says, because it says, when do you bring katera's? So you bring it in the morning when they would uh, clear out when they prepare the the, uh, the lamps of the menorah, and then when when would they uh, bring khatris in the evening uh, when they would light the when they would light the menorah? We we referenced this possible in previous days. So we need, so why when we talk about uh, the uh, morning it says when you uh, prepare the lamps and others they would clear out the lamps remove any. Ash and any leftover wick. So that's in the morning, whereas in the afternoon, it's uh, they'd bring the katos at the time of uh, once they uh, lit the menorah. So the Jewish people, to explain this, the Jewish people are compared to a menorah. The Jewish people have 600,000 styles, which are the 600,000 families that left Egypt, but then, or individuals or families, uh, but then we have. The, uh, the the Jewish people divide into smaller numbers into 70 the 70 who came into Egypt or to divide into even less into seven and these are the seven lamps that Aaron would light Aaron was uh, one of the seven shepherds would shepherd, shepherd the Jewish people and give us a sustain our uh, our faith and our our spiritual connection and he was he was the what's called the shoshvinot Matunosa. when uh, when there's a wedding there's the the one who brings the chosen to the wedding and brings the kala the bride to the wedding so so the chosen in this case the groom is hashem and the bride is the jewish people so you have moshe who is so to speak bringing hashem to the jewish people but it's from hashem's perspective whereas aaron is more with the people and he is like bringing the jewish people to hashem so that's the job of Aaron, and therefore he lights our, our spiritual lamp so that we should be excited with love to Hashem. And, and then we're able to f- f- fulfill the mitzvah of Valhafta of, of loving Hashem that we say in Shema, that we should have a true love of, of Hashem. Because a person is physical and mundane and doesn't necessarily relate to. Uh, something spiritual and idea of, uh, and godly to have love of Hashem. It's very uh, abstract and difficult. So Hashem, so without Hashem's help, Hashem. Once we work on an ava on a love from our side, Hashem g- gifts us also with an ava from above. And this is the idea of the uh, lighting the menorah in the in the evening and preparing the menorah in the morning. It like the the Gemara says similarly that uh, although we would, that although Hashem would uh, send down a fire from above, but we had to light a fire by human endeavor. And what that means is that the person can reflect on ideas that he can relate to, which will, which can uh, give birth to a love of Hashem. Thinking about the world and uh, the uh, all all the different uh, the spiritual worlds and physical worlds and heavenly hosts and how everything is nullified before Hashem and uh, if and if so. If so then then uh, then uh, if that's the only real thing then that's what's his what he's going to be excited for too that's that's the only sort of path worth taking and therefore that that can engender an Ava love of Hashem, this is all this is the real thing this is what I want to connect to. Then so we have uh Shema. In Shema, the first pasuk is saying that there's only Hashem and that's it. Then we have the next pasuk, Bar Hashem, uh, which Bar Hashem is already once we, we uh, are within the world and we notice uh, other, but even from there, acknowledge that really everything's Hashem. This is similar to what uh, we say, we say in Downing that Yachir, Chaylam, and Belech, Meshubach, and Fei, we say this is in the bracha barashama. We say, we say a bracha thanking Hashem for the opportunity to praise him and to connect him. And we say, first of all, Hashem is Yachid, Hashem is alone. Now, being alone, singular, is greater than being one. When you say one, there's the possibility of two, but Yachid is singular, it's like the only one. Uh, because it's that's at a state where there's totally nothing but Hashem. Whereas echad is when we say all, all these uh, seven heavens and earth, every and four directions, everything you see, it's real, all really Hashem. So that is the first level. And that's the truth that Hashem is Yochi. I wait, wait a sec. What about Chelam? And what about the fact that we see that there's uh, energy, there's life force, and light for the worlds to exist? That is from Melech. That is from Hashem's Malchus. Uh, that uh, Malchus, the last of the 10 spheres, is what allows other to exist. And Meshur B'achem Fayar, Ariach Merkado, we say that Hashem is uh, praised uh, uh, forever, his, his great name, meaning that the praise uh, for Hashem is infinite. You can keep on going level to level. Uh, because he he uh, because all we're talking about is Shemoi, we're talking about Hashem's name. In other words, the ray, the light from Hashem. But Hashem's essence is beyond all this and is yachid, like we said before. And therefore, the fact that we can praise Hashem, that itself is because of a humility of Hashem, that he descends to get involved into our experience, into worlds and to create another. And like it says that uh, that that where you see Hashem's greatness, that's where you see His humility, that is even caring to get involved. Uh, and like we say about Hashem in Halel, in uh, which is quoted from Tehillim, that um, that Hashem is really totally beyond Rama Hashem. But then we say, but He descends in order to look to care for what's going on in the heavens and earth that this is all an act of humility. And all all that Hashem does and Hashem supports us and cares for us is all an act of humility. And therefore when a person considers all the the uh spiritual stages that have to happen in order to get to our physical world all the different worlds you see Hashem's humility and all of that because Hashem's really beyond so he'll get this through really reflecting on this so then he can uh, the person can get excited and inflamed with love of Hashem that he just wants to jump out he just wants to go beyond and just be one with the real thing with Hashem, like it says in Tilly, that who is in the heaven? And I don't want to be just with you on earth. I, I, in other words, I don't want with you, I want actual you. Uh, that, that we all we want, that uh, we can get to a stage where all we want is Hashem. And this is uh, what, we, what uh, we're trying to reach when we say, when we say, you shall love Hashem, your God. Ava, love, also is related to the word Ava. Ava means to want, to desire. And uh, and uh, what we when we love Hashem, what we, we're, it's a desire to cleave, a desire to come close. Now, when a person does his best to develop and engender these uh, feelings, then he'll be gifted with a, a sense of love of Ava from Hashem, according to what, what his uh, Neshama can take at, and sorry, and beyond uh, what his Neshama can, can take. So he first does the most he can, according to his style of Nishama. Then Hashem gives him something beyond that. And this is uh, gifted to him. Uh, via Aaron, the the Gadol, who is trying to light Shamas. Vahafta Yishalav is twice is the gematria of Vahafta is twice earth so earth light is uh, 207 and uh Vahafta is 414 and this process is called Behativ to to um, make good the lamps of the menorah meaning that we're gifted this goodness from Hashem, uh, that we work on our ava, our love from below, and then Hashem gives us this love from, from above. Um, but the truth is, even what we give, even our own endeavor, that's also something beyond us. It's very hard. And uh, this it's also requires a gift uh, gift and help from Hashem. And this is the fir- the first step that... It, in the morning yes in the morning after we create our own our own love then Hashem is native he makes it nice he gives us even more but what about the original love so that too in the afternoon Aaron would help the love go up he would like the that meaning he would help awaken give us the strength to awaken this love and that's why it was lit in the uh, afternoon as it's coming towards night in the time of darkness, where there's not no air uh, yet, there's no light yet, there's no avid uh, yet, but in the morning, morning is the time of Avraham, the time of chesed, the time of love. Like it says that Avraham woke up early in the morning. Avraham's connected to morning, that's a time where there's already love. And therefore, all we need is for Hashem to expand on it and gift us something even beyond. So how do we connect to this? How do we let our own help us both create to create the initial love, to Hashem, and then gift us with a deeper love even beyond? So this is through Torah mitzvahs because mitzvah is the lamp. And mitzvah, like we started off at the beginning of the Mimer, is beyond our understanding. All we can know is what we have to do. Yes, sir and uh, the mitzvah only surrounds us in a way of makif with uh, just humility and kabbalah so and uh, that's the idea of us in that we do Hashem's will even if we don't understand it because that was the command but even if we don't grasp the king but we are holding onto the king through a mitzvah and therefore we we, we, we get if we're getting to hug the king so then that, that, that is then we're connecting and we're getting Hashem's height in a very deep way. Because every one of the positive mitzvahs, there are 248 positive mitzvahs, and each one reflects one of Hashem's limbs. And therefore, with each mitzvah, we're hugging, we're holding on to we're connecting to one of Hashem's uh, limbs, so to speak. And, uh, and therefore, it brings Hashem's oneness into the world. Okay, so in short, Menorah and Hanukkah, is about lighting the uh, love of Hashem. And the first step is uh, helping us engender our own love. And then the second step is where Hashem gifts us with a deeper love and, and we we connect to this and allow Aaron to help us reach this through our Torah and mitzvahs. Although with mitzvahs, we don't quite understand, but we're still connecting. And then with Torah, we're trying to take it in, internalize it, but uh, in inner in an inner way. So finally with the Hanukkah, it's a spiritual victory and therefore a time of special Ava and Ava Vashem. New Maimer. This is the uh, final column of the second side of Lom base Toner Tana and admits Hanukkah. So the Gemara says that our rabbis taught, the mitzvah of Hanukkah is, and it talks about how we, uh, the best way is if you light on the first night one, the second night two, etc., till eight nights on the eighth day. That's according to Beis Sila. What about according to Beis Shammai? You go the other way around. The first night eight, the second night seven, going all the way till on the last night, the eighth night, you light one, uh, one lamp. And the reason of Beishamai is because just as with the, car, the bulls that were brought as uh, sacrifices on Sukkot, Every day there was one less than the previous day, so similarly with Hanukkah. Whereas Beishelos say, so you have to always add in holiness, and therefore each day we have to do one more than the previous day. So the question many Mepharshi ask is how does the bulls of Sukkot? relate to the Lamp, the Hanukkah Menorah. Why should we go down, according to Beishamah, with the Menorah eight, seven, six, five, etc., because we do that with the Karbanas of Sukkot. So let's again discuss, like we said in the previous Maimur, that Ner mitzvah er, that the uh, mitzvah is like a lamp and ter is uh, like a light. Now the Neshama is also compared to a lamp. It says Nehra Vayanishmas this is, uh, because, this is because uh, mitzvahs are the lavushim, they're the garments for the neshama. So therefore the ner is both the mitzvah and the neshama because the mitzvah is what uh, the neshama can use as garments because when it's having its, uh, its uh, pleasure from connecting and understanding Ganshema and Gan Eden, so that understanding, that revelation can be too powerful for the neshama. And therefore, it needs to have garments. There are two main levels of Gan Eden. Gan Eden are alien, the higher Gan Eden, and Gan Eden are tachtin, the lower Gan Eden. The higher one is in the world of Bria, with the perspective and, and sense of godliness that there is in Bria. And the lower Gan Eden is in Yitzira, the world of formation. But if we want to get into it in a more detailed way, there's thousands and millions of different levels in Gan and so and keep on going up. And uh, at each stage, they understand and, and connect and take in uh, Hashem's Hashem and, and Hashem's light more than the previous level. And that's why, like we said before, there's the Nahar Dinur, that uh, river of fire that the nishama goes through when it's passing between levels, it forgets the perspective of the previous level so that it can take on in and assume the uh, perspective of the new uh, level where it's going to. And, each uh, each uh, tzaddik is. It says that every tzaddik is mechapasa mm-hmm. Gets uh, singed, gets burned from the uh, canopy over the next tzaddik, and that's because each tzaddik has a different understanding and uh, uh, revelation of Hashem that he receives, and and each one has a certain advantage over the next, and therefore each tzaddik is singed from the uh, canopy of the rays of, of shchina which uh, shines to that tzaddik. Now, in Shemay uh, in Natzakadosh, we say That holy ones praise you every day. Who are these holy ones? These are the Nishamas in Gan Eden, and uh, they eternally praise Hashem because every moment and every day they're going up level to new level and always connecting to Hashem in a deeper way. And therefore, it's more worth it to go to Gehenim in order to afterwards be able to go to Gan Eden, than to miss out on both. Why? Uh, because and, and we see this actually with Acher Acher was a, a Talmudic scholar teacher Rabbi Mayer, and then he uh, went off and uh, after he passed away there was a question about what to do with him in the heavenly court they said well we can't put him in Gan Eden he, he uh, went off the derech. we can't uh, put him in Gehenna he learned so much prayer Rabbi Mayer, his student, said better for that he should be judged and punishing Ge- Gehenim in order that he should afterwards be able to come to Gan Eden. Now Because all the din, all the severity is worth it in order to, to afterwards receive that great pleasure that the Neshama uh, receives from understanding of Hashem. We see that even with physical pleasures there's so many different types and there's no limit to all the different pleasures a person can have so so the idea of physical pleasures is that they evolve from spiritual pleasures and therefore with spiritual pleasures too there's no limit to how many and uh, levels there are each time connecting tashem in a deeper way now because the neshamah is limited it's not able to grasp this uh, revelation unless it has a garment which protects it. It serves as a screen to protect it, that the light shouldn't be overpowering. Just like we can't look at a powerful light without something blocking the intensity of the light. And so the same thing is with the Nishama, that it needs garments, like, it, like the, the Pasek says, like the Kashi like like the Kashi uh, Kadmani. That the uh, original martial, the original uh, parable is the is the uh, Torah in the sense that it, it's it's Hashem's will, but it keeps on going through different levels in, until we're able to take it in, and uh, that is uh, like that is the function that, that the help the mitzvahs give to the neshama that they're the garments that allow the neshama to, enjo- to enjoy Hashem's light. For example, we've got the mitzvahs of it, tzitzis or sukkah, and they physical mitzvahs. Uh, but in them is Hashem's deepest, uh, deepest uh, light and true self. Now we see that on one hand, it, it, when it talks about heaven and earth, it says heaven first then earth. Like we see the first posse in the Torah, so heaven is first. On the other hand, Afterwards in Parashas Parashis, it says, On the day that Hashem made the earth and heaven with earth before heaven. So the, uh, the Gemara answers that one is talking about practically, the other is talking about in Machshava. So, although practically the heaven is higher because there's more revelation of godliness there. But in concept, in thought, Eretz is really higher. Earth is really higher. Top of Laman Gimel. Continue to the end of the paragraph. And so, so in, the, the reason is, like we say in L'Chadedi, that the end of action really is the first thing that comes up in thought because the end of action, the most physical levels, it, it receives from save of energy and like we said, that the Hashem's will is uh, is, is uh, has uh, six hundred and twenty applications, uh, and therefore there's six hundred and twenty uh, pillars of light. And when when we uh, do mitzvahs, we link into those, and therefore the mitzvahs are able to serve as uh, garments to allow the neshama to the soul to have pleasure from Hashem's light without just being subsumed and, and disappearing. And the difference between food and uh, garments are that food has to be taken in in an internal way. But garments, they surround the person and they're, and they're able to therefore protect the person and shield on the person. Similarly, the mitzvahs, they also, they surround us. They're beyond, we don't quite get them, but they're able to shield us and let us take in Hashem's light without it being too much for us. And, and therefore, through mitzvahs, so then the the, the neshamah the can, uh, the, the mitzvahs are, are like the skull, which is beyond the brain. The brain is what we understand. The skull surrounds it and it's, it's, it connects to rots and to will and desire, which is beyond intellect. And through these mitzvahs, uh, we're able to uh, take in Hashem's light incarnated. And uh, and uh, because they actually, the mitzvah so, so high, that's why they come down so low. So what we've been explaining so far, we haven't in this third moment, we haven't got back to Hanukkah, but talking about how the mitzvahs are uh, the garments of the neshama that allow it to take in Hashem's light, which is really too much for us and that's because the mitzvah is connected this mark of energy this energy which surrounds it's something beyond we don't quite get but it it surrounds and protects and allows us to then incarnate and take in Hashem's light uh, which is a panemistic light a a inner light a mamali light but uh, take it in in a way that doesn't subsume us